0: Today, this fine day, it is the final episode of the weekend sports cars for the dumpster fire, plane crash, boat sinking, man, we've only missed being struck by giant meteors and cause an apocalypse 2020, but you know, we decided in honor of this really stupid year that I'm not sure all of us want to remember Graham Goodwin. You know, instead of listener Q&A, we have turned this into our first attempt. I'm going to go ahead and place a lot of money on odds that we're going to fail in this attempt to have (laughs) an award show, the Twiskies, the very first The Weekend Sports Cars award show, end of year award show, 20 award categories. Graham Goodwin, we asked you fine listeners to weigh in with your answers and your reasonings behind those answers, some of you were kind enough to supply, others said, nah, we're going to make you two idiots work for it. So this is what we're doing today, Graham Goodwin. Should we say thank you to those listeners? Should we also say a big thank you to Cooper Tires, the Justice Brothers, com, and Bell Racing Helmets USA for the final time in 2020?
1: I think we absolutely should. Thanks to all of you. Uh, for being with us week in, week out, in what well, I know have been increasing numbers and increasing enthusiasm, judging by the uh, the numbers and the depth of questions that have been turning up in my inbox, with thanks to Ryan Kish, um, you know, on a weekly basis, um, and thanks to you as well uh, for you know what's been a heck of a year for everybody, but um, but for you, Marshall Pruitt, more taxing than for many in your family home. Um, And it's been an absolute pleasure to catch up for the anywhere between 40 minutes and four and a half hours that we've been doing this uh, every week. Uh, And we're going to have a whole new range of logistical challenges coming up in the new year, uh, starting with multiple trips to the Middle East for me coming up in just a few weeks time.
0: That would be a strange thing considering the Rolex 24 Daytona is in Florida, but hey uh we know <laughs> you love have... not going <laughs> oh oh sorry no unfortunately
1: i'm afraid the, the the uh what needs to be done in terms of my tv commitments and the variety of uh, uh quarantining and whatever else i need to be doing means unfortunately florida would not be a smart choice for me this year so rather sadly for the first time in uh well actually a decade i think uh, i'm gonna miss one uh, it's been the first time since twenty twelve that I'll have missed the Rolex 24 Hours.
0: Graham Teening, I think that is what we're <laughs> calling your home version of quarantining with a beautiful dog and a lovely wife. Well, before we get rolling with our boy, this is probably gonna suck. Award show. Gotta <laughs> gotta open on a little bit of a sad note. Uh learned yesterday very, very sadly that the mercurial talent that was John Paul Jr. succumbed to Huntington's disease, something he had been fighting, subjecting himself to clinical trials, uh, all to help find a cure for the better part of 20 years. I know, Graham, that for our, probably for many of our European listeners, maybe for many of our listeners in general, knowing that John Paul Jr.'s time as a race car driver came to an end in 2002, it's very likely that the uh, major parts of his career and the era where his name was held uh, in high, high regard might have been before they were born or before they were uh, well stuck into sports cars. would also say with the vast majority of his career having been conducted in North America wouldn't say that his international uh, awareness was exceptionally high, did compete at Le Mans many times, often in Porsche 962s or similar. But for those who weren't aware, this fine gentleman from Muncie, Indiana was unlike almost anyone of his era and almost unlike any that I can think of, Graham, in modern times, insofar that, consider these things, all took place roughly 1981 to 1983. Juan, in his very first IMSA race, and not in some small training class, in a fire, flame-spitting Porsche 935, won in his fourth IndyCar race. Not driving for Roger Penske, not driving for a super team, driving for a very skilled team, but not one of the giants. Juan in his first Trans Am race. These are all things that happened while he was 20, 21, 22 all incredibly young, won IMSA's GT championship. They didn't have a, a dedicated GTP championship in 1982, but was the overall IMSA driving champion, its youngest ever champion uh, at that time in 1982. I believe he and his father won something like nine. It was either nine or 10 of the 19 races. Just Ridiculous, and this is someone who, whether it was Indy cars, open wheel, the fastest machines of their time, whether it was silhouettes and Trans Am, whether it was prototypes, whether it was kind of somewhere in between with the variety of well memorable Porsche 935s, this is a guy who seemingly drove everything drove it to the front or as far as it could possibly be taken. Another thing, too, just to add, and his career was certainly marred by his father. His father, a infamous drug smuggler, Marijuana, uh, who's been on the run for decades now. Uh, he did go to prison, John Paul Jr., for about two and a half years. Uh, not many at the time believed that he was truly involved in any of his father's dealings, and also believed that the threat of prison would be something that would cause his father to come forward and take uh, accountability for things. Didn't happen. Went to prison for uh, alleged drug smuggling and whatnot with marijuana, uh, as frankly a few other folks did as well in motor racing and sports cars uh, in the mid to late 80s. That certainly marred his career. This is at a time very different than today where a drug conviction was just seen by most and especially those in a, in a sport with sponsors and big-name sponsors and such, bit of an untouchable. And despite that, came out of prison and he felt that, Graham, in IndyCar. Uh, There were no big teams that were rushing to give him an opportunity, yet his talent deserved such. But in sports cars, uh, it was the floodgates opened. And so looking back, just to close here on John Paul Jr., and for those who don't know about him, would certainly encourage spending some time on the Googs and uh, not just visiting his Wikipedia page, but uh, I'm sure some of the things that have been written about him videos, uh career records and whatnot. He drove for, I believe, all totaled fifteen IndyCar teams, won races, uh, won two IndyCar races, with the first coming in the Cart IndyCar Series, the second coming in the Indy Racing League. It was something like fifteen years between those victories, which is rather remarkable. He drove for fifteen IndyCar teams. Drove for one NASCAR team in uh, one season, did a handful of races, but here's the one Graham that really struck home. Just adding things up in our world of sports cars, he was so highly regarded. Not obviously before the drug conviction, uh, as the 1982 IMSA champion, but coming out of prison, all totaled, he drove for four zero forty teams in sports car racing uh, closed things almost on a high mark as part of the first ever first season of the inaugural Corvette racing team as one of their endurance drivers this is someone who raced the fastest craziest IMSA cars GTP cars where you go what what are you doing that's insane don't drive that car he drove those cars uh, and did so well IMSA GTU gto oh, gt everything i don't know if we're ever going to see someone i don't know i shouldn't say ever it's a rarity when we see someone like a john paul jr who can climb into anything and be the best driver in that car and do a ama- mate whatever it can do he is going to do it in that there's never any question as to that man's capabilities uh and just versatile skills and so humble, so funny, so beloved. All this, man, not something demonstrated after five, ten years, right out of the gate. Boy, uh, we we lost a good one.
1: Yeah, astonishing and um, very, very sad news indeed. Um, amazingly, was looking at one of his cars just a couple of weeks ago. Um, the astounding record of back-to-back wins at the Daytona 24 on the Sebring 12 hours in the Porsche 935 JLP3. That car now part of Zac Brown's collection and you know a, an icon of sports car racing. Went on, I think I'm right, that same year, 82. Is he still the youngest ever IMSA champion? I think he possibly is. 22 years old he was when all of that happened. Um, I've seen him race at Le Mans. Um, because he raced at Le Mans the first year I was there as a spectator in 1995 and a bit of a grid filler, the It's for Charity uh, Corvette ZR1, uh, and a second place overall, by the way, at Le Mans. I think that was was 82 or 84, in a 956 with Jean Rondeau, of all people. Um, An astounding career record, and sad to finish this bloody awful year with with bad news, a year that's seen us lose... An awful lot of well household names and far far beyond that, but sad to kind of ring out the year if you like with with bad news. But after what all you know, uh, what clearly has been a terrific fight uh, with Huntington's, um, he's at peace now,
0: and we look on to better things. Indeed. Well, we have this wacky attempt at an awards show. Why don't we go ahead and kick this off and let's tease things a little bit because no one gives a crap but you and I, but, hey, let's do it anyways. Man, we had a lot of folks send in stuff. We had teams. We actually had racing teams send in uh, their picks for the 20 awards. Surprisingly enough, Graham, on more than one occasion, those teams picked themselves gee really Really? charitable amazing Uh, yeah um and we just might just might have a guest appearance uh, i don't know middle of the show maybe just the end of the show maybe we won't tell them we recorded the whole thing but uh we (laughs) we could very well have a guest appearance on the old show here to close the year but what we need to do is to get going on the closing And go to award category number one. This is something here for the Twiskies that you came up with. The Nick Tandy Award for the most spirited drive of 2020. And of the one, two, three, four, five, six respondents, I love the fact that Nick Tandy was by no means the clear winner of the award. You might have tipped people towards uh let's see here's who we have we have scuderia corsa i don't want to or should we say nominating or hey yes they, they picked yes. them and they, it's yes. their choice but do People we override how do we do this because we're just pulling it out of our ass dear listeners you know that that's what we do every week how do we do this Graham?
1: i think what we do is we just uh we'll 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 run down the list of let's call them nominees and uh, we got a choice here the choice is you could do it numerically in terms of uh, who actually did get the most nominations here. Um, or we could just be dictatorial, uh, you know, a little like the UK and American governments of late, um, and choose our own one. I think, actually, let's go the Democratic route. Uh, do the be a
0: dictatorial, <laughs> Goodwin.
1: With the um, the nominations are Alessandro Balzan. That came from Scuderia Corsa. So His uh, team.
0: Tandy. His own team.
1: His, yeah, yeah. He'd be worried if they didn't. Wouldn't he? Let's face it.
0: Well, but uh, it, what's funny though? So a team sends in a submission. That team had multiple drivers compete for did. it this year. So is so mm. that mean that Scuderia Corsa
1: are basically showing less than absolute confidence in their other drivers?
0: Boy, wow. I mean, this is a—we're starting off with shots fired, right? Oh, I tell you, uh, the crotch belt. Comes yep. in with our second submission here, Nikolai Tandy, and the addition, a little bit of specificity to use mm-hmm. a word that's we it's probably shouldn't word. use. Yeah, but if, if I was a
1: real one, usually for us, I know. Yes.
0: I don't think I made that one up. Uh, he says Nick Tandy specifically at the spot twenty-four, which yep. aired last weekend on CBS Sports it Network. Did. It did. Yeah, watch. I watched. So I found it with an hour to go, and so, yeah, that's, I caught... That was, that was s- the best hour. <laughs> yes, yes. Good hour for racing, bad hour for gearboxes. Yes. Uh James Wadham. Hey, also picks Nick Tandy. I feel like you're trying to lead people in a direction here, Goodwin, but that's all right. Uh, and then we've got three more here. Yusuf51 picks Alessandro Pierguidi at Spa WEC. Our pal Alex Miller. Suggests Patrick Kelly overall in IMSA LMP2 and Ryan Comerford last to suggest last to nominate Kamui Kobayashi at the Rolex 24. I don't know about you, but the Tandy at Spa, uh, Patrick Kelly just across the whole year. Uh, LMP 1.5 is really what it was when he was in the car. (laughs) <laughs> and then Kobayashi at the Rolex 24? They're the three, aren't Where, they? where, where do we go? Where do we go well, to, to Co- award?
1: Kobayashi, Kobayashi uh, he's, got, he's got a different chip to most people, and it's not Ganassi, but he's got a very different chip to most people. Patrick Kelly has made the rest of that class look ordinary, but I don't know about you, but I think the Nick Tandy Award might be going to Nick Tandy uh, because it does seem, particularly the big races with Nick, that he's got another setting, you know, on the the kind of the mental dashboard. And, yeah, that final kind of couple of laps with the car literally whipping itself to pieces uh, at the Spa 24, um, he did something pretty special. And, I mean, beyond spreading the contents of the gearbox all over the track so people couldn't catch him, but he didn't know that, Um, it was an amazing drive to get there. Uh, to get to the front of the race it was um a staggering result for railway racing by the way um winning two major 24-hour races with completely different brands um i think for me unless you're gonna overrule me in an overbearing way i don't know if i can
0: because that'd be dictatorial
1: <laughs> that would be nick handy getting the most spirited driver of 2020 nick it's yours newly minted corvette
0: driver big race nick i think that's what we got to call him i also love if we apply the Scuderia area course and nominating just one of its drivers therefore we're just assuming the inverse is felt about the others your note about nick's ability to really step up in big races yeah I like that how that suggests he's complete trash in the normal races. So I think that's what you said. I believe that's what you meant. So, yeah, you know, got to give uh, Big Race Nick a little bit of something to work for uh work towards next year. All right, well, we're going to a couple of my favorites, awards I've been handing out for 10-plus years now. The Golden Bowling Ball Award. Uh, that would be for the driver that took out the most cars, should maybe, maybe suggest that... Uh, Uh, It might have also had a little bit of a shade of a qualifier of impact of the taking out. Uh, What kind of championship ramifications and otherwise might the contact have had? So maybe, you know, is it either volume who took out the most or who did the most damage uh, possibly with the least, maybe the most efficient golden bowling ball award Hmm. oh yeah got two submissions here uh one from geronimo lazos one from lance snyder i i think there's one that really stands out here and it might have happened at the final imsa race of the year and we might have spoken about it a lot and he might get mentioned in some other categories too you want to read these two
1: I'm going to go for it. Geronimo says uh, Juan Pablo Montoya and Pippo Durrani for their combined efforts through the season to entertain and amaze. And Lance Snyder says Lawson Ashamak uh, took out two class leaders in one swoop at Sebring. Classy. Um, I'm going to leave this one to you, mate.
0: Oh, it's got to be Pippo Durrani, right? Uh, He committed championship suicide uh, for the dumbest of reasons. Uh, He wanted to show payback for being knocked around while his team was in a, his entry was in a position to possibly win the title. But more importantly, Cadillac was in a position to win the all important manufacturers championship. Uh, I cannot wait to see Pippo in person for the first time in a good while. And I have a deep affinity for him and just cannot wait to ask what the F Were you thinking it's one of the dumbest things I've ever seen a driver do? Uh, Absolutely paying zero Fs about the big picture and destroying your team's chances and your manufacturer's chances, all because you felt like you were going to get something back by hitting Juan Pablo Montoya, who just history might suggest he's a guy who certainly doesn't give an F and also had no shot at the championship. So he had nothing to lose. Uh, wow. Um, effery where this, this is certain effery on Pippo's part. So it's gotta be him. Uh, let's see next up the virtual golden bowling ball award and this for, I guess the respondents who didn't read the award description, (laughs) was same thing, but for the driver who took out the most in sim races. And uh, those that's not how they responded. So uh, Charles Hall, who I think deserves an award of his own for being one tweet away from some form of restraining order and cease and desist from Dinner with Racers award, because I just seem to recall... Seemingly, any time there's an opportunity to mention Ryan Eversley or Sean Heckman in a tweet. Uh, Charles, you are, uh, to use a little bit of m and parlance, you are the Dinner with Racers Stan of Stans. <laughs> and so I think that's the award you win. The Dinner with Racers Stan of Stan Awards goes to Charles Hall, who I, I'm also a little bit not sure, Graham, if Charles Hall is an actual person or Ooh. a dinner with a, a Russian social media bot that just finds ways to... Heckman a, bot. a heck, but maybe Eversley a little bit more, because, man, uh, like, just saying, I don't believe Ryan is married, but if you could oh, marry a Russian tweet bot, um, I think Russian tweet bot Charles Hall little concerningly uh, clingy and wow you tweet a lot about a guy um there's an award here so we just got to recognize that if there's a way to wedge sean and ryan in their awesome podcast into something even though it doesn't really fit well dang it that's what we're doing and guess what we got we got this wedged in to a category that doesn't fit uh but nonetheless charles uh, aka russian Dinner North Racers bought, says, Sean Heckman and Ryan Averchley for their iRacing events that included off-road trucks at Le Mans and Long Beach with Daytona prototypes, skip Arbor cars and LMP2s uh, at the Indy Oval, and using N- Nissan GTPs as ramps for off-road trucks at Belle Isle. So, and then, piggybacking, Minister of Mirth for the Marshall Pro podcast, Lance Snyder, also nominated Heckman and Eversley for what they did with their Thursday night blunder. I think they is what they called their, their sim racing, uh, series. So although it does not fit what we asked for in any way, and our friend Charles, the Russian bot hall managed to find yet another way to, uh, stand for our pals at DWR. We're going to have to accept it because those are the only two answers that we got, Graham. So plus we gave Charles um, all the Stan I, I, Award too. So we, that's we, good. We,
1: we are. I'm going to add an honourable mention here, by the way, and it's not for the most cars taken out, but it is for an awful lot of fun in the virtual world through lockdown in particular. And that's going to go to Tom Aron, uh, the media officer at MSV here in the UK. Um, you can ha- get him on the reverse of his name at Noramot, N-O-R-R-A-M-O-T. If you're not sure what I'm talking about here, go and take a look at his Twitter account, Tom Thank you, thank you, thank you for putting smiles on faces. This was all sorts of things. It was Group C, Rallycross, all virtual world, of course, all sorts of wonderful, wonderful stuff. And I'm saying nothing more, but Tom, I know what a terrible, terrible year you had to carry on entertaining all of us virtually from distance. Uh, Well, you know, uh, I doff my hat. Thank you very much, indeed, my friend. And I hope to be able to shake the hand rather than bump a fist at some point at a UK circuit very soon.
0: Well, I don't know what doffing did you say? Your cap doffing? It's an English word you wouldn't understand. Yeah, I wouldn't. Uh, and I would just say I don't let anyone see it and don't film it because it's that sounds like uh, decency violations uh, could be in order. Uh, yeah, frankly we just as we are, are about everything we do with the show we're just going to pull this one out, out of our ass too we need to make up an award here um good at sim racing videos that goes to tom aaron uh, oh yeah yes because i did watch uh watch yeah i guess technically I was watching did follow some of the dinner with racers thursday night blunder stuff and no Jokey, whatever. It was amazing. It was so creative, right. so right. fun. A, a perfect expression of Sean's personality and Ryan's personality. It was amazing. Got to tell you, though, the thing that I looked forward to most throughout the shutdown and then continuing on throughout the year, Tom Aaron and his insane concepts that he applied to fake sim racing events I rally cross with IMSA GTP cars right I mean it just I don't know who did what first if Tom did his stuff first if dinner with racers again none of that matters I just know that this made for a it was just such a beautiful, seemingly a weekly, uh, little, yeah, little thing of upliftment. Like, genuinely, I don't really look forward. I don't set mental reminders of, oh, I can't wait for this thing to happen from so-and-so on social media and whatever frequency. Tom? Oh, my goodness. So, yeah, the You're Good at uh, Sim Racing Videos Award, that absolutely goes to Tom? And for those who have not checked out Tom Aaron, that's last name, A-R-R-O-N, on the tweeters, please do. There is a, what we would now have to say, Graham, a back catalogue of oh, clips yeah. of the most hilarious, how did you even think of that as a sim racing <laughs> premise type stuff? Uh, I'm not, so. I mean,
1: I could go, through, I could go through a few, but I'm not going to spoil it. Just go to his Twitter account. That uh, sign up and and enjoy. Yeah, yeah, honestly, you'll you'll have a ball for a good hour, looking through his back catalog going back to March of this year. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Tom.
0: Why don't you? uh <laughs> Since I spent mo- between the two of us the majority of the airtime this past year in the previous year, eviscerating the amazing assembly. Uh, of folks calling Eurosports Lamar broadcasts. Why don't I take a step back and <laughs> let you read some of these? Thanks, Because, pal. hey, <laughs> you know, if I can't lob a, a turd in your direction, uh, why do well, we even do the show?
1: Okay, so it, this one comes with a health warning from me on the basis of one, I don't generally. I, t- I try not to criticize broadcast colleagues. And two is – You're not. It, it, You're just I'm reading not, what I'm, others said. I'm not going to do that. So we did put in something for the favorite Eurosport on broadcast. And the nominations are from Ryan Terpstra and Lance Snyder, who both came up with When It Ended. <laughs> Josh Ridgen, the broadcast hyping up the Aston Martin programme despite it having been cancelled. Daniel Summersgill, uh, hyping up Vettel driving the Aston Martin Valkyrie despite the programme being cancelled. Uh, Daniel Summersgill uh, with the a breaking exclusive scoop about the hypercar regs revealed nearly a year earlier. Uh, Jerry Harding. Um, this, this moment for the waste was when really discovered he could actually get the world feed through the Motor Trend app. And James Wadden says, The moments when no one was talking. Okay, I'm now going to be quiet. I'm going to call a winner.
0: Yeah, I am. What? Okay, well. Wait, I'm going to commercial. Okay, I feel like. I feel like there's some responses missing here, to be really honest. I feel like there is more than what. Uh, well, we have added in here um, where, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. We've got to give Ryan Kish a little bit of guff. Uh, I, I well, he's got, missed some. yeah, he, he's absolutely pooped the bed here and a in a couple things with the uh, question assembly, but, uh, yeah, uh, let me see. I'll just do, uh, let me see if I can do a little search here. I know that someone mentioned, uh, um, discussions of Bentley blowers and and other things here. Again uh-huh. we're just making this stuff up, so let me go ahead and see if I can find it. Ryan, I'm telling you, dude, you know you uh you've got some push ups to do for sure or uh some sort of uh penance here. Uh where are we going? Yeah, well typically while talking about broadcasting failures, we're having one of our own. Maybe that's just uh absolutely what one might uh, expect? Um, I'll,
1: um, I'll just fill fill the dead air with an amusing amusing anecdote from the fifties, shall
0: I? Oh yes, uh, yeah. I mean, let's see. Here's one from Zach Henderson. Uh, says, "Luckily, I've forgotten all of them. I'm, I'm not going to watch that broadcast over again." Said he did remember one. Their declaration that the H in LMDH definitely stands for hydrogen. Um, what? Yeah, uh, I do remember do remember that. Uh, where else here? Um, yeah, i tell you what there, Kish. Uh,
1: Is that for real? Did someone actually say that?
0: Yes. Um, all right. Let me see what else I can pull up here. Maybe, hopefully, because, uh, I mean, there was some good stuff. Like, genuinely, some good stuff. Um, all said with love and respect and nothing the least bit negative. Um <clears throat> Sorry, that was just a little bit of sarcasm there, if not a lot of sarcasm. Uh, yeah, I've got a couple of comments here about finding alternate audio feeds. Um, I'm not seeing it immediately, but there's someone uh, who mentioned finding learning that, hey, Radio Lamont was certainly a perfect thing to sync. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, I'm uh, uh, reading another one here, which was uh, pretty darn good. Uh, Daniel uh yeah, mentioning uh, the ongoing year-by-year debate over the Bentley blowers. Uh, also mentions pit reporters that couldn't be heard, um, plus the end of the broadcast, uh, so he weighs in on that one as well. Um, yeah, look, we love things that are bad, like, The movie driven right it's so terrible you just can't take it seriously and so it makes it a little bit of a fun hate watch well hey um we have uh hate listen possibly um here's one from steven gate Uh, i don't know if we got stevens in here ryan dude seriously uh let's see he says luckily i didn't watch the coverage this year but my award has to go to this corker from 2019 when commenting on Nick DeVries, uh, where someone said the Netherlands car, yellow and black waspish darting around about to sting. Maybe himself. Hey, look, this is gold. You can't make, well, actually all this stuff is entirely made up, but, um, yeah. Uh, well, our pal Stathis Coco weighs in here. Ryan, you're killing me, dude. Uh, Stathis says, the part I was watching from the official WEC feed. So,
1: <laughs> oh, this probably, what do we do? What huh? did we do? Go
0: on. Well, no, but he's saying that was his favorite part of the Eurosport coverage when he was watching it <laughs> on a different coverage platform. Um, wow. Uh, let's see. We'll just leave it there. Um, and again, we admit that our show is terrible from the outset, make absolutely no, no, we don't pretend that this is quality content. I don't know if they actually do for the Eurosport Le Mans, uh, coverage as well. So maybe we should cut them some slack. I will say thank you for the entertainment. Seriously. Uh, sometimes when you're getting groggy and you need a little pick me up you hear someone say something where you just go, what? Uh, I think my favorite this year, Graham, among my favorites, was whomever said uh, something along the lines of, once we get into darkness, you can uh, tell the cars apart by their headlights. And it was just scene after scene after scene of the cameras being blown out and washed out and as viewers being blinded by (laughs) massive glare. Where you couldn't possibly tell, the for you could. I mean, it, it could have been airplanes with their lights on. It, I just, it could have been fans standing in the field holding very bright flashlights. You couldn't they tell balance,
1: yes,
0: yes. Um, so, yeah, I, I think the winner. Look, the winner is us, right? The winner is us. Those who have the ability to listen to a broadcast that is not necessarily rooted in what is taking place during those twenty-four hours. That isn't necessarily bothered with facts. Uh, alternate, it is loaded with alternate facts. That is for sure. And may it never change. Or maybe not. Uh, shall we go to category number five, Graham Goodwin? One, I know for sure you're fond of because you Hurry. made it up. I did. It came into uh,
1: my head that we should have something, which was the worst racing acronym of 2020. Now, there's lots of things I had in mind here, one of which was just those overly long ones, none of which have been nominated. But got two nominations. A crotch belt uh, uh, amusingly goes with TCR, which uh, should have been just Hyundai or Hyundai. Um, but Zach Henderson and SRA Smoking Puppy uh, Get right in there and go in with LMDH. Technically not even an acronym, says SRA Smoking Puppy, because we're still waiting to see what the H stands for, which is, I have to tell you, completely correct. That is absolutely where we still stand with LMDH. Um, pick a winner. It's got to be that, because it's ludicrous. I, mean, I, I, I think I've told the story before. I'll tell it again, going back to January with that astonishing announcement of the convergence uh, process coming together, um, a top table the like of which we've never seen at a press conference before, the, uh, the great and the good from the ACO, uh, FIA and IMSA, um, and a fantastic uh, video presentation to bring this together, uh, at which the voiceover did indeed say, <laughs> LMDH, Le Mans. Daytona h h
0: that's right and
1: it was it that will go down I, you know if I do this this job in this world for another 20 thirty years, I hope, I don't think there'll ever be quite as ludicrous a moment as that because what it shows I'm afraid and you all all of you on that top table have my absolute admiration, it does show that you guys could not come to a conclusion about what h actually stands for and for that i'm afraid i reckon you're going to get um the twisty for the worst racing acronym of 2020
0: there we go uh let's see you know of the many things that i love about rj o'connell <laughs>
1: I'm, uh, serious. The way, I'm serious. I'm yeah, serious. Yeah, he's, he's, he's fantastic. He, he's, he is fantastic.
0: And I the, the love is just expressed through his work. I don't pretend to know RJ hashtag me personally. But I love the fact that RJ said, you know what? I am going to respond to many of these award categories and stick to what I know and really appreciate the most. And so rather than going for the obvious, this, that, or the other, he said, all right, I am a Super GT guy, and you're going to get Super GT answers. And it adds a welcome (laughs) bit of diversity to the show. So since he's your guy, why don't you take category number six?
1: Uh, You know what? Here's the thing. You're right. Right. But he's right as well with this one uh, because he's the only person to have nominated a comeback driver of the year. And our goes with Gio Paolo D'Oliveira, uh, who was out of his GT500 seat two years ago. Could have been the end of his career, not in the first flush of racing youth. Youth, sorry, youth. Utes. Um, youths. Utes. Um, <laughs> he went into GT300, did not score a point last year but he won the championship this year. His first title in 15 seasons reminds uh, R.J. O'Connell uh, for it is his wants. And that, I think, is worth celebrating. You know, it's always, uh, it's always a thing, and it's great to see, by the way, in a number of the nominations that our listeners, because they're all proper endurance racing fans, don't just look at the battles at the very front of the field. They're interested in the major classes as well. And in GT300, it's an absolute dogfight. Uh, one of, I think, one of the most interesting classes in world motorsport. If you don't know enough about it, do take a look at the races next season. That'll be again on um, streamed uh, video. And keep an eye on what RJ's doing for us on Delhi Sports Car with his extended race reports and feature coverage. Um, but, yeah, I think I would agree um, with RJ. Uh, Oliveira is our comeback driver of the year for 2020 in the Twiskies.
0: Wouldn't it be hilarious if we actually overruled, even though he was the only one? Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, So who's next? Well, uh, we need to get to category number seven and we have 20. Well, I guess 21 now, since we've added one here Um, and we also have to leave in 45 minutes. So, oh, wait, this is gonna be a quickie. Ah, well, hey, again, this is a, this is a kid show, pal. All right. Keep, keep it, <laughs> keep it clean. Uh, best livery. Boy, we got a bunch of great answers here. Um, again, I'll throw a little bit of shade where necessary. Uh, Damien Peachman says the harshness Miku, the good smile anime thing. Mm. Oh, awesome. Awesome. In some cases, it would have been helpful to have photos of these, but that's okay. R.J. O'Connell, the Raybrig Honda NSX GT from Team Kunimitsu. All right, here's one we're going to throw shade. Our friends at Meyer Shank Racing weighed in. They fielded. Who, who, have they, who have
1: they nominated? Who have they nominated? Well, but here,
0: yeah, but. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, when I think best livery, and I assume most people, when they think best livery. They think of a specific vehicle. Just as the Damien race. mentioned, yeah. just as yeah. RJ successfully yeah. accomplished with his nomination. Yeah. Meyershank Racing had two entries to consider in Imsa's GT Daytona category. They, a championship Yeah, championship winning Acura to boot. Which car did they nominate? Either They just nominated themselves for best livery. So Meyershank Racing nominates. Meyer shank racing is that a disqualifier where you just miss just the didn't see that. basics I don't know about you i just didn't see that one coming No, uh, no not at all but then again you know here here we go the crotch belt uh, there, there was not a single livery so you know again you could have helped us a little bit with which one uh nominates turner doesn't motors the crotch belt, doesn't the crotch belt work for turner motorsports uh, we don't need to get into details here, um, but we would also have to th- say no, because at least as it's written here, the nomination is for Turner Motor Sports uh, with an S uh-huh. at the end. They don't use an S at the end. So again, this could be a bot. Right. We might have bot infiltration yet again, like the dancing robots that we've seen recently, okay. possibly signaling that Skynet has become self-aware. Maybe... <laughs> First outreach is to a fairly shitty weekly sports car podcast. Um, Alan Space, or if we were to add a little bit of pronunciation, Alan Spache, uh, says the Porsche tribute at Sebring. Okay, that's I assume the farewell one, considering the went to Sebring twice this year. But that's okay. We're again we're assuming uh, Mark Whittleidge. Says Racing Team Nederlands Areca. Stephen Gate. That's pretty. Yes. The GT500 Arta NSX. Mm. Yusuf is back saying the number 51AF Course Ferrari.
1: Now available in Lego, by the way.
0: Yes. Uh, Daniel Summersgill. The wins Project One Porsche. And then Tom Bender closes one of our most heavily responded to categories with GPX Racing. All of them were great, so I've served them up, Graham Goodwin. You are Judge Advocate General here. Okay, uh, which
1: I, I'm, going to add in a, I'm going to add an honourable mention to the uh, the pair of Algarve Pro Oricas in the Goodyear livery, the black and white cars in um, in the European Le Mans Series. I thought were really good looking cars uh, this
0: year. For
1: me, I'm personally by my. Yeah, uh, yes, hashtag me personally. There's also a
0: big glaring omission here, and I do know that someone submitted it, uh, and I believe before yet again our pal Ryan put the list together. Um, Andy Blackmore, Gear Racing, GRT, Pop Art, Lamborghini Huracan, Rolex 24 at Daytona. That was cool. Yeah, uh, but again, you're the judge here. I'm just oh, saying, that was judge, cool. that, uh, boy. Uh. I'm so
1: tempted by the Meyer shank racing approach, but nah. <laughs> um,
2: <laughs>
1: so many good cars. The Racing Team Nedland car, Raybrig. I think this is the final year for Raybrig. you know. I'm going to go for the gear racing car. I thought that was beautifully done uh, including the um the misdescription at the back of the car but uh, i thought that was beautifully done um i'm gonna go for the gear racing car uh, andy blackmore
0: take a yep. bow again and and uh, an enema but after absolutely. the bow but yes i hope you got paid for that because it sure doesn't seem like the joker uh who ran that team did a lot of paying uh People as much as he should have but uh allegedly um but yeah that's a great great call there uh i i was leaning towards daniel's submission for the uh the wins. uh project one porsche looks beautiful for sure but we've seen those colors many times on many cars so i like graham i like where you went here with this one-off thing that uh really didn 't we wish it could have been a two and a three and a twelve off, but yeah, it was a one off thing
1: I think you can always tell a good livery when the die cast is a very much sought after one uh, some way down the line. I strongly suspect that uh, that uh, Lamborghini when it 's reproduced is going to be a very popular uh, diecast um you 're next up with number eight uh, on the list of twenty one which is the best pass of the year, and that's not Charles Hall on Ryan Eversley, by the
0: way. Ooh. Uh, well, I just did the last one, didn't I? You want to do this one, pal, or are you I'll, just are you taking some time off? You're free loader during the podcast, go. good pass. one.
1: Okay, best pass. And RG O'Connell again comes back. Ronnie ready, four wide pass for the lead at Dunlop Corner. Lap one, Super GT finale at Fuji. And indeed, Daniel, uh, Damian Peachman uh, says exactly the same. Uh, next up, Daniel Summerskill, Thomas Laurent passing Paul De Resta through a rouge at the Six Hours of Spa. That one, I have to tell you, had me out of my seat. Uh, Mark uh, Whiteleg says the same, or Whittleledge, whichever it is. Uh, Youssef back with jcdc's lmp2 passing to jota lmp2 for the lead in the final minutes of the wc finale in bahrain that is uh looking back at the points again and ryan Comerford jeff westfall on trent Hinman at laguna Seca. what say you marshall perrott
0: wow uh, where should we go here the the westfall pass was very compelling I didn't see any of the uh, Super GT stuff referenced, so I can't really say anything it was, it there. It
1: was a staggering pass, I have to say. It was a, a pretty amazing pass. Uh,
0: I seem to recall a fair amount of jumping up and down on Laurent's uh, decision oh. <laughs> to pass uh, a, a fine Scott uh, with an Italian name. Um, should we go there? Should we go France versus fair- Italy by way of Scotland pass? What do you think?
1: think? It's a fair it's a fair call. We should not be um in any way put off by what happened later. But uh, you know, Thomas Laurent had his dander up there, without a shadow of a doubt. A um, a fabulous pass at an incredibly dangerous place. And yeah, uh, I tend to take my lead on these things in a commentary box, not just from my own emotional response to it, but from the wee Scott that sits to my left's response to it. And i uh, tell you what, he jumped out of his chair and he was almost as tall at that point as Martin Haven. Uh, that's how high he jumped. So I think you're right. I think Thomas Laurent passing Paul de Resta through a rouge in the six hours of spa gets the best pass of 2020 in the Twiskeys.
0: did you also just confirm that you have an emotional support scott that you keep with you in the broadcast can, booth
1: yeah i can pet him anytime i like
0: <sighs> Ooh, leaving oh, that one really right bad. there uh we're gonna go to the number nine the most 2020 thing of the 2020 season and realizing that we're capturing this on the 30th of december there's still time oh, for things to just, just explode yet. um RJ O'Connell says the super GT championship decided, uh, by a car running out of fuel in the last 700 meters of the season. Boy, that was crazy. Uh, Yusuf, you support that as well. Saying the same exact thing. Um, I think our man, uh, Ryan might've almost just cut and pasted the same thing. So I don't know if you actually said that Yusuf or Ryan mistakenly put that in your slot, Woo! the Kishies, the Kishies. Uh, that's going to be an award for next year. But, oh boy. Our pal, Daniel Summersgill says Mark Patterson missing out and becoming the oldest Le Mans driver. Yeah. That yep. was kind of sad. Uh, right. Yeah. Right. Turn lover, uh, says the LMP one success penalty system. Yeah. Uh, Lance Snyder, Oliver Gavin's car breaking down on his final stint at Sebring. Yeah. That wasn't a fitting farewell. Our pal Stathis Coco, Mazda finally winning an endurance race. First time since 1991, that being the season finale at Sebring. And yes, they did win the year before at the sale in Six Hours of the Glen. But even Mazda Motorsports boss Nelson Cosgrove agreed. Yeah, that really wasn't, you know, a real endurance win. Uh, Drano Molazzo says races without fans. That might be a pretty strong contender. Uh, James Wadham. Uh, says himself running through a gravel trap with a fire extinguisher, being more considerate about keeping his mask on than the driver in the car. Wow, that's an interesting (laughs) one. I hadn't thought about that a little bit. Uh, Tom Bender submits Manti Racing missing the uh, N24. And, yeah, this is another pretty strong contender for a guy in a grumpy bear suit. The entire Porsche factory team quarantining after Le Mans. Who, uh, who takes home the Twiskey for most 2020 thing of the 2020 season? Does 2020 get the award? Well, 2020 really should, shouldn't it? Uh, but, you know, it, it's...
1: I'm very tempted by the Porsche team quarantining after Le Mans uh, because it was very much 2020, wasn't it? But it's it's almost like the Cartoon Anvil Award, isn't it? Um, the Mark Patterson thing, I... I just think Mark is just one of the most stunning individuals. And for those who don't know the story, Mark has for many years targeted getting to Le Mans and being the the oldest ever starter. That moment came this year he would have been 68 years old when he did it right up until the point where we had a driver come out of absolutely nowhere at the age of 74 and compete in GTEM and mark will have to wait seven years for that to be um for him to be the the oldest again because of where birth dates and indeed the race will fall then i am terribly tempted by that astounding last turn at, uh, the final round of super GT, you know, I'm very tempted by that, but I'm going to go with the entire Porsche team quarantining after Le Mans. And by the way, i knock-on effects on multiple other endurance races the following weekend.
0: Wow. Yeah, no, it's a great call. Let me, uh, let's see, let me read another one or two to you as well. Uh, we're going to go with the award for the best race. RJ O'Connell says, Super GT round three at Suzuka. Texas deathmatch brawl for the last podium places in the GT300 class. I don't know what the, the Texas deathmatch part, that's an interesting one. Uh,
1: I'd have to ask him that. Yeah. That's
0: obviously a completely different sport. What happened in your life to lead you to that, RJ? Uh, Damien Peachman, well, he, he, he isn't too far, but he says Super GT round two at suzuka so we might have to let rj and Damien conduct a texas death, match. texas death match and yeah the winner gets by the round two round three uh megan's motorsport Le Mans lmp2 battle okay uh let's see jerry harding sebring 12 hours sra smoking puppy Lamont. stathis Mans, mark whittledge sebring geronimo lazos whack at spa snow And Tom Bender, because you know what? Anyone with the last name of Bender needs to come in at a slightly different angle. Spa 24. (laughs) So you as the official selector, who wins the Twisky? What wins the Twisky for best race of the year?
1: They are all worthy. I mean, there was bizarreness in all of those. Um, But I think in terms of the, the sheer number of twists and turns and in particular the fact that the majority of those twists and turns happened to affect significant results I don't think you can look beyond what um, for this year of all years was the IMSA um, curtain closer and that is the Sebring 12 hours what an astonishing race that turned into with incident after incident after incident and no small amount by the way of very good racing as well that was one for the ages wasn't it
0: yeah, I should also mention, that just scrolling through the answers here, it appears that we missed Yusuf, who suggested Motul Petit Le Mans as the race of the year. So, yeah, uh, is it too odd to just say, boy, weren't we fortunate to have many, many, many options for races of the year, and boy, didn't things deliver? I know it's a little bit of kind of a General Homer thing to mention, but yeah uh year lots of cancellations changes and otherwise where meh, we weren't exactly sure what we were going to get in terms of quality and fun we actually had a lot of things to pick through and choose and uh decide on and i think that's a pretty amazing thing as well do you want to uh do you want to throw one or two in my direction here my man
1: Yep, going to go for it. Breakout Drive of the Year is number 11 here. R.J. O'Connell goes for Kota Kawaii, 27-year-old Formula 4 graduate and engineering student, won his very first Super GT race in GT300. Daniel Summersgill goes for van Utet, standout talent in LMP2. Watch for where he's going uh, in 2021. He's got a very full um, uh, full calendar indeed. And Mark Whiteleg says Frankie Montecalvo. Now, Frankie's been around for a while, but he did break through, did he not? Marshall Pruitt, any more that you want to add to that list?
0: I mean, we could probably add plenty, but yeah, I thought Frankie did um, a smashing job this year, so uh, really, truly good on him. That was pretty awesome. Uh, what else? I would say we need to give some love to Matt McMurray as well. Mm? He wasn't a rookie to the Acura NSX GT3 at Meyerschank Racing. Uh, he Obviously done some racing with a hot rod in Europe before moving over. But uh, I thought he did mighty, mighty fine job to stand up coming off of an LMP2 championship where it was kind of a uh, mono-a-mono championship. There's actually a hard-fought season, uh, really nasty in GTD. So, yeah, Frankie, I thought, did an excellent job in the Lexus. I think Matt as well under a lot of pressure did a rather amazing job too from Marshank racing. So I'm going to do the thing that you don't do, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to give it to all of them because they all broke out and they did good things. And there's more of course, but, uh, we're down to 25 minutes to go in the show. So we've got to keep it moving. Um, cartoon anvil award. Daniel Summersgill says "EDEX Sport yeah. at Le Mans. That should almost be a category of its own, right?
1: He'd export to Lemont, yes, indeed.
0: Uh, the Crotch Belt, any TCR team not in a Hyundai. Huh. Uh, Lance Snyder, Catherine Legge, yeah. Uh, Yusuf, again, or Corsa losing Sebring after a late race crash. Um, uh, hold on, let me look at this again. Uh, sorry, we're doing a little bit of quality okay. con- I'll, quality I'll, I'll, control. I'll, I'll. Do you want to sing for us? I'll sing.
1: I... It's uh, no, no, no. Scuderia Corsa, by the way, nominated themselves in this category, uh, along with Yusuf, Zach Henderson. Uh, obviously, some kind of shill for My Shank Racing. You were too embarrassed to uh, to uh, actually nominate themselves again in this one, but he nominates them, uh, My Shank Racing, and Dan Rice uh, nominates the number four Corvette, which seemed to have all the luck this year sadly all of it bad so they are the nominees unless you're going to tell me there's anybody else there as well for the cartoon anvil uh, award I'm just um, scrolling
0: down because we you know we want to be accurate in this made up nonsense that no one cares about (laughs) or will remember or actually take pride in or acknowledge if they are the ones we've actually said are the winners of uh, such a thing let me just scroll down and find Yusuf here Uh, let's see yeah uh to read what yusuf actually wrote and submitted uh yusuf wrote Scuderia corsa losing the Sebring 12 hour because of an incident after a full course yellow near the end of the race so apologies yusuf for uh summaries where it was not uh needed yeah uh boy uh, i'm sort of not i'm sort of quite surprised not to see
1: the bat at the head of uh, the championship in DPI committed to this one, but it, it didn't get a
0: nomination. I might have to overrule all here. I think we might have to pull that one out. Um, I would have to say the Cartoon Anvil Award, eh, oh, it's going to have to go to uh, Aim Vassar Sullivan. The mm-hmm. Lexuses, eyes Lexis, lex Lexi. Lucises, Lexi's. Lexis- is- Le- uh Yeah. Having what was it, a Porsche? I forget which. what it was in front of them, uh, heading down the back straight at the season finale, losing water, putting down enough water to cause the one and the second, the one and only and the second and only. There's only two of them in the race. Lexus looking like they were going to cruise to a GTD championship, having dominated the majority of the season for both to spin out and crash beyond immediate repair or timely repair to put in such amazing work for the season. Of course, BOP helps uh, at times too, but to have more or less controlled the season, Graham, an entire season, to have that entire season thrown away because someone puked water in front of your cars and you smashed into the barriers and thankfully no one was hurt, but your entire year was ruined because someone else in their vehicle said, hey, let's water the track. Um, If that's not a twin spin and crash cartoon anvil that we're likely to never see again in such a way like that, I'm going to have to say, yeah. I mean, Edex Sports certainly, you know, uh, it's a fine consideration, I would say, for number two, but we're talking most of their dramas were pre-race. This actually killed their season when it looked like they were just simply going to tool around for 12 hours and collect a gtd title so yeah that goes to investor sullivan for sure um why don't you go with favorite news item graham
1: i will indeed is uh, we're going to go Mo- uh, john john with jared uh, andretti going to answer Brandon Kratzer, Ganassi back into him. So David Peachman, Audi and Peugeot back to Le Mans. For that matter, I guess Porsche as well. Uh, Daniel Summerskill, Convergence, plus the return of Porsche and Audi. RJ O'Connell goes with a bit of left field one. Charlie Martin going to the VLA a positive role model for the trans community. Alan Space, Spache, uh, John Bennett and Colin Braun back with a prototype. Uh, Stephen Gate, thank you for this one, Stephen. DSC's coverage over the lockdown. Uh Mark Whitledge, Audi returning and Yusuf Hypercar and Porsche and Audi LMDH. Pretty common themes through there. A couple of big names coming back into it uh, in IMSA. But uh, for me, MP, I'm going to make this pretty clear the um, the starting gun was fired with that convergence announcement in January and we're now beginning to bear the fruits of that and in particular with Peugeot putting meat on the bones of their programme uh, and with Porsche and Audi both committing to LMDH from 2023 I don't think there could be possibility in this year of all years of better news from th- than that as we came into uh, the final month of this most horrific of years so for me uh, and for the Twiskies it's going to be uh convergence peugeot uh porsche and audi back to the top of the tree in uh top class prototype racing
0: I, uh, i'll I go with the next it. one the most well, yeah, let, well the most- let me let me do a little special nod because i again this is just one of the many reasons why we love us some rj o'connell uh his nod of charlie martin in the VLN mm-hmm. uh being a positive role model for the trans community in general but also in racing is there a least represented least considered segment in motorsports than trans community uh RJ's thoughtfulness mm. here is again yet another reason why he's clearly an exemplary human being Uh, i know it is also just speaking from experience of working in the sport for most of my career and listening to a lot of things said by a lot of people that would not be described as nice good or additive to the world um love this submission rj have to agree with graham before talking you know the biggest most impactful news item favorite news item uh yeah convergence is hard to uh, look away from here but really do appreciate the fact that uh, you wanted to nominate charlie and uh that's just awesome so good on you um Absolutely. I mean,
1: it, it is going to be, I think, moving forward, a bit of an age of diversity coming. There's lots of good signs from that. So I've had the pleasure to actually interview Charlie uh, during her uh, brief sojourn into the Michelin Mon Cup in LMP3 and a great ambassador for the sports, no matter what the backstory, but a great ambassador for the sports for starters. And then when you get into the backstory, that just adds, well, uh, significant layers to it, it most certainly does. We're going to move from that though, the positive, into the negative and the most hated um, news item. And well, with here, it's those no, six hours of the Glen from Brendan Clat, uh, Kats, uh, Kratzer. Sorry. Mark Whitledge says, anytime McLaren <laughs> spoke about sports cars, <laughs> Statist Coco goes for Aston Martin first with Hypercar and then with GTE Pro. Both those um, those programs at an end uh alan are we, are we saying space or spache
0: here i mean well let's just go with spache for this one uh okay, because Portia. we want to sound you know different and stuff i mess up Indeed. so many names that you know, i mean let's just keep messing
1: maybe yep and uh, he says with porsche uh leaving gtlm and then rather sadly we've, we've started the show uh with news of the you know the end of the life of remembering the life of of one of i know one of your paddock favorites uh marshall and uh, Bolt, uh mentions another that's going to be on the tributes list and you know so many this year i had reason to go back and look not just well beyond the racing world um and for me i mean sterling Moss. i mean it's 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 not a blow in as sterling was you know of very advanced years but it it's a, a point of real sorrow that there's a number of people that you and I know that our listeners know that you know will not be with us going into twenty twenty one and uh, that's that's to be regretted. Where is your vote going to go for the most hated news item <sighs>
0: I'm going to call an audible here and say, this isn't one where we pick a winner. Just if, you know, uh, know, knowing that we're dealing with uh, loss of life and other things, loss of employment and yeah. um, We're just going to go with thank you for your submissions and uh, they are all fine and meritorious uh, on their own. Uh, 15, number 15, Graham and the Twiskies. Biggest disappointment of the year. I'm just going to say right up front, this was a collective fail by our listeners you and i were not mentioned once as the not biggest once. disappointments of the nope. year so nope. uh i don't know what the hell y'all been listening to but we've given you at least 50 now 52 reasons to uh, to come up with us but all right fine fine okay
2: Uh, uh, We
1: we dodged the bullet once again. Biggest disappointments of the year, Daniel Summersgill, uh, Stephen Gates and Damian Peachman uh, in formation uh, on Aston Martin cancelling the Valkyrie uh, Le Le Mans hypercar programme. Quotchbelt, Balzan and Nielsen not in a car and also not married. I can hear from Denmark from here. Uh, that is that is Christina Nilsson cackling. Yes, indeed. Um, Do we know that to be true?
0: I mean, just because they're not they're wearing not rings about- doesn't mean that you know. Eh. Also, know. clarification: Aston Martin canceling the Valkyrie hypercar program. Did we not receive emails and maybe private uh, dressing downs and such for suggesting? That yep. uh, it was canceled. Uh, weren't we told that it's just under uh, extended evaluation? Yeah. but Something like I'll be that? Back any t- be back anytime now. Yes. <laughs> Asshats.
1: Um, yep. and uh, and the Husky might wake up one morning not hungry. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, so status goes as says, says one of the biggest disappointments for him the uh, Ginetta lmp one efforts fizzling out Lance Snyder comes in with uh, three in fact the end of the Bentley factory programme Lexus ending the EU backing of their GT3 programme and Hyundai dominating TCR and therefore his disappointment was TCR BOP Andrew Backer uh, it says SCG, Scuderia Cameron Glickenhaus, complaining about everything at the moment, it seems. And Ike Eichmanner, uh, I think that should be GRT, a Racing Team, running the Magnus and Gear programs with little success. Are you going to pick one of that lot?
0: I mean, there's a lot of winners here. Uh, <laughs> in hindsight, I think we'd be silly if we don't pick the Aston Martin I agree. air quote cancelling the Valkyrie program as we recently discussed. I think that decision ended up tanking. Maybe it's only short-term. Maybe there will be more that opt in for LMH. But I think that decision soured some manufacturers for maybe following them uh, and without Aston Martin there. um, Boy, I think that will – we might be looking back at that and saying, yeah, that actually might have done some – permanent damages damage or, or legacy damage however you want to phrase it to lmh really taking off we hope that to be wrong we trust us we want that to be proven wrong
1: but i will say we'll say by the way in response to both the last two categories both the biggest disappointment of the year and the worst news story of the year i'm absolutely staggered we've not had more i mean i think the 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 business the, re, the, the 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 family around endurance racing has done a remarkable job to this point of keeping things literally on track and deserve absolutely every plaudit we can chuck in their direction it has been unbelievably hard to get things to places and do things with them um so you know a huge um Congratulations to everybody involved in the business, to be honest with you, for just making it happen with precious little in the way of commercial activity going on. And in particular, the the sheer logistical challenges of getting things from places to other places and back again have been absolutely overwhelming. Uh, I mean, really, honestly, well done to a lot of them. Uh, I'm just delighted that we've not had a much, much bigger list of bad news stories this year.
0: We're gonna go to a category. Uh, I think a little bit like the opening one that might have tried to lead folks in a direction, uh, fashioned by some guy named Goodwin. Uh, the United yeah. Auto Sports Team of the Year Award. Uh, Megan's Motorsports says United Auto Sports. Mark Whittledge. Ah, United Auto Sports. Lance Snyder. Auto Sports United. Um, yeah. And then because he's frickin' RJ O'Connell. I mean, he picks the most obvious one, right? You know, the three yeah. that came before him, Miggins, Mark, and Lance, like, they decided to go abstract. RJ brought us back, just pinpoint laser accuracy on the United Auto Sports Team of the Year Award. Everybody was thinking of Saitama Toyopet Green Brave. A fourth-year team staffed with dealership mechanics at the racetrack. First year with a scratch-built GT300 Toyota Supra, wins two races, finishes second in the points. I mean, if I I've lost track of the number of times folks said, "Dude, when you do your end of year awards that you haven't thought of okay. yet, and you come up with United Autosports Team of the Year award, if you don't pick Saitama Toyopet Green Brave, well, you just you suck everything." So. Thank you, RJ, for saving us.
1: Should I I call it? Well, I can tell you. Well, but
0: I'm uh, baffled here by the Uh, omissions of Corvette Racing, as I think I mentioned last week. How is uh, Corvette Racing not here? I think they're definitely going
1: to be in the top three here. Um, But uh, (laughs) I'm going to say, the United Sports Team of the Year Award RJ O'Connell, you'd said about uh, Saitama, Toyopet, Green Brave, and that fantastic run to second place. They've matched it here because they're going to be second in this award, <laughs> too, because it is going to be the astounding 2020 season. Uh, With LMP2 wins at Le Mans in the FIWEC, in the European Le Mans Series, and second in the European Le Mans Series, one, two there, and a third title in the European Le Mans Series LMP3 category, uh, the United Autosports Team of the Year award goes to United Autosports. There you go. Uh, I think one of the least expected winners of the Twiskies so far.
0: What do they get? What is their award? Well, I mean, in theory, awards, they should be so sponsoring this so we can pay uh, for the award.
1: Uh, so, if you've not seen the the um, the uh, trophy for the LMP2 um wc trophy it's as big as a small car um now they hadn't actually got the freight back from bahrain when they went to visit
0: so that means they're going to enter it in the freaking elms next year (laughs) right they're you know
1: they they genuinely do not have in, in a brand new factory okay they genuinely do not have enough room in the trophy cabinet for the trophies they've won this year and richard dean was incredibly interested when i told him the solution that Audi Sport have come up with at their new facility, which is literally every working space and office space throughout their entire facility in Neuburg, has at least one trophy in it. Um, Here's what you're going to want. But I I suspect the next time we go and visit that amazing place in West Yorkshire, there's going to be some of those trophies spread liberally around the working areas of You know, a fantastic effort, a a genuinely fantastic effort from that team through 2020. Truly inspirational are the words that will not have been used by any of their competitors. Um, But there you go. Uh, Next up, it is the Dumbass Move of the Year Award.
0: Another one you created. It's the 17th of 20. I'll also admit that I think we've maybe reached the halfway point of all the things that have been submitted. And we have six minutes to go. So, uh, we're gonna have to do a lot of reading.
1: It is Ryan Terpstra, Mazda, uh, Harry Ticknell that dumped Helio at the bus stop of the Rodex 24. That is matched by Brandon Kratzer. Says the same. Daniel Summersgill uh, says uh, Jim Glickenhouse whining about BOP, criticising Audi and Porsche for choosing LMDH instead of Hypercar. Lance Snyder, Piper Durrani at Sebring fighting the wrong uh, Acura <laughs> with the title on the line. Carl Brown agrees with that. Uh, Lance Snyder, though, says uh, Helio Castronova at Laguna Seca. Uh, James Wadden puts in a formula one here. Uh, one here. Carlos Sainz going to Ferrari for McLaren is therefore ignored. Uh, Paul Holton ramming into the side of the MSR Acura comes from Zach Henderson. That's one we covered on Twisk and Tom Bender. Paul Holton ramming to the side of the MSR Acura. That was the Compass McLaren, wasn't it? Um, what say you, Marshall Pruitt?
0: He gets. He gets taken down a couple notches here, so uh, or elsewhere here. So uh, we're gonna leave our pal Jim house alone. Although oh, that's a really funny one, Daniel. Um, we've already done Durrani. I gotta go with James Wadham for just completely missing the plot altogether. <laughs> I mean, you know. Uh, uh, oh. Our pal Ryan Terpstra submitted one about Pato Award that I think was IndyCar related. So uh, we're James on the weekend sports cars uh, award for the dumbass move of the year. Absolutely going to go with uh, Carlos Sainz. Well, you said Sainz, so maybe his father uh, has somehow right. gone from uh, Scuderia Ferrari to the McLaren Formula One team. Say so Sains? yes,
1: I know better than that.
0: Uh yeah and hey uh we got to bring someone in here. I, I actually forgot uh to bring in our special guest here. Um and he just sent a note asking if we might be adding him um because he was uh he was wondering if he should go make lunch. So, we're going to add him in here. He's our pal. He's a guy who put together this list he saved the worst for last, dude, but we still love you nonetheless. Uh, let's see if he picks up. Let's see if he's even ready. We're giving him no prompt uh, to be ready to have his headset going. Let's see if he picks up. And this will be live. Yeah, Rocky, our cat's meowing. He wants to be fed.
1: Excellent. I've got my cat, oddly enough, outside the window of the office at the moment, pouring at the window. He might be outside fire. the window? I think he's just pouring at the window because he, he wants to be fed again. Do we have Ryan Kish on the line? Do you have me? Oh, the silky smooth sounds of Ryan Hello. Kish. He Ryan, is. you're live to the world.
2: Okay.
0: Oh, uh, the enthusiasm <laughs> is freaking overwhelming point. here. Did you apply that same enthusiasm to putting the list together, my man? This is just a travesty, by the way. We've, ev- I have eviscerated you many times so far in the show for yeah. a fairly shit job of putting the list together, but we love you nonetheless. <laughs> so, uh, we almost, I almost forgot to include you cause we're already in category 18. We're pretty much out of time, but we figured, you know what? You want to go eat lunch. We don't want to keep uh, a fine young ginger from his food. Um, I don't know if this is a thank you, uh, for putting the, uh, Q and A's together all year long. Uh, Ryan, mm-hmm. Uh, this might feel like it's equivalent to some sort of court-ordered penance. So um, why don't you take item number 18 on the list that uh, you put together for us and read it and uh, give us the reasons why you agree or disagree with that choice. And if you disagree, uh, you're going to be the judge who gets to choose the real winner of that award.
2: Okay, well, item number 18 is the Juan Pablo Montoya It Is What It Is Award. And what Uh, is that award about? It is about uh, the driver who uses the same cliche over and over again in interviews and has no creativity when it comes to their responses. (laughs) Uh, The one nominee in the category is from the crotch belt, and they nominated Bill Oberlin. I don't think this is deserving uh... of a win. Uh, I think the crotch belt nominated every single person who was related to Turner Motorsports in every single category and i don't think you can do that
0: well you're you're no. the judge we've handed you the keys your first ever appearance on the show uh we're handing you the keys so uh, it is a it is. Deli- yeah deliver a smackdown if you want to the crotch belt it's a crotch belt right <laughs> you know i mean come on uh for it's not a steering wheel uh it's not it's just the crotch belt so we already kind of know crotch, where that fits cr- um, crotch
1: belt, by the way, uh, Ryan's address and personal details are available for a small fee uh, yes. my email address.
0: Also, the name of the uh, gentleman's club where Ryan used to dance, the crotch belt. So very popular <laughs> in uh, Okeechobee, Florida, by the way. Definitely recommend a visit there. So, Judge Kish, uh, mm-hmm. you have vetoed. The one yeah. responded... There's no winner. No, he's got to pick a winner. Who? So who?
2: Who deserves The winner this? is one Pablo Montoya. That's
0: well a shot spotted. Result. Was there yeah. anything that led you towards that? The title of the award. I like your thinking. This is... There's sound reasoning behind it. Uh, yeah. Although we gave him the power to choose, Graham. Do we accept...
1: Laser focused. I think it's the. I think it's fa- it's 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 fair to say. I think Ryan would agree with me here. Juan Pablo Montoya, the fast casual of uh, of <laughs> sports car drivers. Uh, that's a bit of an in joke, but he's laughing because he knows that we love him dearly. Um, we're going to move on to number nineteen. Well, uh, let me uh, just throw
0: in. I know I've mentioned this on the show before, but it's just okay. befitting. It's very specific. There was a. Press conference, end of day press conference. I believe it was the 2014 uh, IndyCar Series race at Sonoma, where they brought in the tops, the fastest six drivers of the day for the media. Yada yada yada. Our boy Montoya is there, and I believe it was the last thing he said. Uh, whatever question was thrown his way, he responded with the holy grail of Montoya isms. He responded by saying, At the end of the day, it is what it is. That's fantastic. The only thing he failed to do was drop the mic and walk out because you've just combined the two most commonly used nonsensical means nothing cliches into one answer, and it was accepted. So, of course, we name this after him. That's an
1: epitaph waiting to happen, isn't it? That's an epitaph waiting to happen. You can actually, if you close your eyes, you can see it on granite. You can. You can.
0: I even included, at the end of the day, in the lead (laughs) for the question, which apparently nobody really picked up on, but that's fine. (laughs) Okay, we are running short on time, Ryan Kish. Uh, You need to tell us what is more important, sticking around to read all the items in our penultimate category or to go make yourself a sandwich?
2: I think, I'll, I think I can stick around for the finish here.
0: Okay. Well, take 19, man. We're just going to sit and listen in awe of your oratory skills.
2: Number 19 is the program announced in 2020 that is least likely to actually happen.
0: Ooh, you inserted the word uh, actually, too. too. That's pretty awesome.
2: Where uh, uh, The don't... nominees, we have a couple. There's one who's a, a leading favorite, unfortunately. We have the first one is the United Autosports LMP3 at Daytona. I'm not sure the reasoning of this. That's
0: that's already been pulled. (laughs) So did they did they win before we even asked the question? Before we even created the award? I don't know. Are they visionaries? (laughs) If
1: If you if you unannounce it in 2020, does that mean you count it out or you count? I don't know. We're gonna find out soon enough.
2: Who's next? The next is the, the entirety of the 2021 IGTC season. This is nominated by a guy in a grumpy bear suit. He thinks because Bathurst has already been postponed and factory programs like Bentley and Lexus are fading away, maybe the IGT season will also fade away.
1: Interesting. That could be an interesting one.
2: And then uh, the, the runaway favorite here. Uh, The Baikalis hypercar program, which may not have been announced in 2020, but we're just going to put it in anyway because we have nominees from Ryan Terpsha, Zach Henderson, Damian Peachman. None of them think the Baikalis hypercar program is going to happen. Uh, And the final one is from Alex Eichmiller, who thinks the idea that the IMSA LMP2 car count will be healthy is also not going to happen.
0: And since we know that time is a flat circle, yeah, 2019, 2020. It's the same thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you want to pick this one? Yes. The residence of the dark web by Collis. <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> the the universe's number one generator of web darkness by Collis. Yep.
1: Is it safe? Is it safe?
0: Yeah. Yes. <laughs> owned by a man who's a uh, credentialed dentist who, as I learned in a story earlier this year, performed emergency dentistry on his Formula One driver at the U.S. Grand Prix. Yes. I mean, maybe that counterbalances things. The fact that he did dentistry on his own driver, um, maybe that counterbalances the fact that uh, is there... LMH gonna be vaporware? I don't know. Maybe that's a new class. Ooh, ma- see? LMH? LMV. Maybe that's what they're building. Lamont Mans va- Vaporware. Maybe. Maybe. I think it's gotta be by Collis. All right, we are closing the show. I think this might be the most heavily subscribed one. Make your own award. 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 Where we said make your own awards. Uh, up and then tell us why you made them up and who wins them. So... I think what
1: we, should, what we need to do here is in turn, each of the three of us in turn to announce these we'll kick it off with Ryan then yourself and I'll take the third and we'll carry that pattern through. Ryan, take it away.
0: I thought you meant we would all three speak at the same time, reading out all oh, of them like uh, Barbershop Quartet. <laughs>
2: The uh, the first entry in the Make Your Own Award Award category is from Josh Ridgen, who has created the Spirit of Bushu Award for most enemies made. He has nominated Pippo Durrani in IMSA.
0: He wins. I mean, he made it up and he chose the winner, so Fantastic. that you're you're With getting Josh- this thing rolling here, Josh, in a fine way. Graham, uh, this next one. I mean, I'm just saying, if there's an award for the best make up your own award deal. Our pal, the Baxter, uh, he might be on poll for this one.
1: It's your, your turn to say it. I thought you were going next. No, you're second.
0: All right, you want the American Armada. All right, that's fine. I see how it is. <laughs> Andrew Bacca says, the They'll crucify you for that award. It's given to Jim Glickenhouse for comparing themselves to the biblical disciple Peter, who was crucified while upside down. What? Yes. No. Uh, I didn't see that one. <laughs> oh yeah, we, um, yeah. we dove into the good book there, Jim. Um, I'm just saying, uh, leave that one alone just a little bit. Uh, does yeah, that mean that-, that your cars are going to flip a lot and be running upside? I don't know. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen, but, uh, I don't really want to go much deeper yeah. because I don't want to get struck by lightning. Okay,
1: we're going to move on with Brandon Kratzer, who uh, has oh. put forward the Brandon Kratzer Podcast Year Award, award, and that goes to the 1,000-plus episodes of the Marshall Pruitt Podcast.
0: Veto. That's not the <laughs> dumbest thing I've ever heard, Brandon. <laughs> A, you're fired, and B, we're going to get your IP address and block you because you just, you just we can't trust you with the podcast anymore, buddy. Thanks for mentioning that, by the way, but, you know, come on. This is garbage on the best of days. Uh, All right. Uh, Where are we going next there, Snoop? Kishy Kish.
2: We're going to Ryan Comerford, a man who has the same first name as me, so he's off to a great start. He has created the B.O. Penis Complainer of the Year and has chosen James Collado and added uh, that uh, Collado's complaining at the Rolex 24 was a bit excessive for his liking. Yeah, that,
1: that uh, well, is... James. James. James does like a bit of a, a bit of a quibble about um, the relative power delivery of his Ferrari against the opposition. It is fair to say.
0: <laughs> yeah, he, he's good. How's this? I'm surprised he isn't sought after by more manufacturers to drive for them, because while he's excellent behind the wheel, he is clearly the best of the best when it comes to pissing and moaning and whinging about BOP. So. I think Ryan's choice. James Collado, you are the B.O. Penis of the year. you the next point. I know. Don't tell me I'm next when I forget that I'm next. Damn you. How dare you remind me that I suck. Ryan Terstra. Well, he's got another B.O. Penis award. Look at that. Uh, Jim Glickenhaus for complaining about BOP between LMDH and LMH. Three years before the racing starts. Yeah, that was a little rich. And I know those complaints came from an interview I did with him that went into an uh, issue of Racer magazine. I loved it. It was hilarious. Cheeky as all get out. But yeah, uh, yeah, uh, it, we haven't had those cars race together. So uh, I don't know about BOP complaints yet. But yeah, what? okay, I'm going to throw this back out to you too. We have two BOPnesses. Uh, submitted here for Make Your Own Awards, whose B.O. Penis Award gets the best B.O. Penis Award award?
1: Oh, that's a good good question. I think well, And they're both Ryans. Particular... Yeah. You, you, yeah. Thing mm. think you've got James Collard who's consistent and then you've got Jim Glickenhaus, and by the way, there's another one for Jim in the next one down, Lance Snyder for the the For God's Sake Award. Jim Glickenhaus pre-whining about bop so There's three. I think it's Jim for sheer ambition, complaining about BOP standards for racing three years ahead of time. That, that is quality complaining right there. James Collado, take a look at Jim Glickenhaus and the way he does it. That's what, that's what you need to be aspiring to, not repeat. The same old, same old go for something that that is basically into the far future. We've got sci fi that doesn't look forward as much as 2023. and, And, you know, and yet Jim is is already correctly complaining about a process that doesn't yet exist. Uh, that's i think that's quality stuff there from Jim Clickenhouse and uh for a man that i think is is going to be a fan favorite is doing a very good job of trying not to be that um so we're going to just pass over Lance Snyder because that uh, sort of comes into it i'm going to go with James Betha for the jag off of the year for quote, that barwell mechanic who pushed the guy into a moving car at Dubai 24 so long ago that I leave for next year's race in less than two weeks' time. Um, But, uh, yeah, it didn't look good. It wasn't, as they say in PR, a very good optic, was it? So I think we're going to move along from that one, and I'm going to pass the flaming baton of dog turd back to you, Ryan Kish, for the next one.
2: The next category is Scuderia Corsa, who have created the Guy Who Most Looks Like David Beckham Award. They have given it to their own driver, Jeff Westfall.
1: I'm going to I'm gonna go over all, all that one, I'm afraid, uh, because the guy who looks most like David Beckham is,
0: of course, David Beckham. It, you got a pretty good point there. We're going to add another little shade to this. You know where this whole... Jeff Westfall looks like David Beckham thing got started and was propagated and really is taken off to the point to where his own team is throwing it in as an award. That'd be Jeff yeah. Westfall. Yeah, He's from my home city of San Mateo. So is he? yeah. So next time I see my pal, Jeff, and I do love me some Jeff Westfall, I'm going to punch him right in the nose because you know what? Then he won't look like David Beckham anymore.
1: Oh, good, good call. Am I oh, well, right, Jeff? Was, and by the way, we've got another... Is there a nice, nice kind of neat synergy here that Jeff Westfall is the holder of the Jim Glickenhouse Trophy? Or a holder of the Jim Glickenhouse Trophy for pole position at the Nürburgring 24 hours?
0: I thought we were talking about holding Jim's B.O. Penis Award, which <laughs> where, yet again, you were going with this fairly no, gross, adult, me. perverted mind of yours, Goodwin, but that's uh, fine. Uh... Okay. Ryan Terpstra. Hey, I remembered I was next this time. Am I next? Eh, We'll go with it. Ryan Terpstra, the silver medal award, best am driver Pato
2: award. He's got the wrong podcast,
0: but like we did with one that you didn't hear earlier, where we gave the award for dumbass move of the year to James Wadham, who threw in a formula one selection. Um, yeah, uh, Ryan, hmm. you are someone who I appreciate. Not you, Kish. I don't appreciate you. But Terpstra, mm-hmm. I appreciate you. Um, I don't always understand you, though. So, uh, And knowing that you submitted things for my IndyCar Awards show, um, we're confused, but we love you. So uh, just consider this a little bit of help. So um, Pato right. can't that. wait. I think, yeah. I
1: think, I think there was. Wasn't he, was he pranked as a silver at some point this year? The Rolex, maybe?
0: I don't know. I don't recall him doing it sports cars maybe he did not have forgotten hey we got like zero time left so let's rattle through let's the, the rest um and instead of taking turns uh whomever wants to take the rest
1: i'll do it i'll do it let's go for it uh ryan terpster says best ring of the year scott dixon at the rolex 24 miggins motorsport for broadcast legends such marshall pruitt graeme goodwin martin haven and the wee scottish bloke hold on i uh, need to say
0: here to miggins motorsport thanks mate yeah All right, let's go to the next one.
1: Dude. That's what we say. He'll appreciate that. Uh, Alan, is it Sparchy or Space? It's
0: Space, but you know, we you were right. doing something special sparkly. here. It's a special the show.
1: Podcast, the best podcast that features drivers, food, and as an animation show <laughs> dealing with races. Yeah, okay. Uh, Lance Snyder, dodging the questions award. Uh, Castro Neves at Laguna asked about the practice incident. Good one. Stephen Gates, the person, person who I wish wasn't associated with a sports I love award. Simon Dolan has sadly in 2020 proved himself to Reprehensible irreprehensible idiot. I'll stop there as the further explanation will involve certain expletives being used. I will make no comments. Simon, pack it in. I don't know what – I genuinely
0: don't know what he's referring to, although I think we did discuss it on the show at one point.
1: We did. Simon, uh, ELMS driver for Jota Sport, now a bit of a conspiracy theorist and tub-thumping all sorts of unpleasantness while we're trying to get on with dealing with a – pandemic amongst other things and Lance Snyder completes the show with the you managed to piss off everyone award to the FIA driver rankings that gentleman brings us to the end of a year the end of a season that I think most of us would like to just put a line underneath and say you're welcome to that one not been without the upsides as well as the well legion of downsides Marshall Pruitt, I'm going to say this on behalf of myself because I enjoy it, as you well know, every single week with The weekend Sports Cars, on behalf of the listeners, on behalf of the people that uh, log in every week to Daily Sports Car and to racer.com to look at uh, and, and see and listen to what's gone on from The Week in Sports Cars and the rest of the Marshall Pruitt podcast outcome. To you, Ryan Kish, for putting together the questions off ne- next to no notice in a busy academic year where there have been challenges for you too in particular though at the end of this year a particular thank you to Cooper Tyres to uh, the Justice Brothers to Bell Helmets USA and to Toronto Motorsports.com a very happy new year to everybody uh, that's listening uh, and to your friends and to your family let's hope 2021 is a much much better one than 2020 has been I've been Graham Goodwin he's been Marshall Pruitt the other guy has been Ryan Kish.
0: First timer. First time, long time Ryan Kish. Look at that. <laughs> Very brief appearance. You're now fired we from will. the show, by the way. But thank you. Indeed.
1: Um, we'll see you next week.